Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This week, our sermon is from our very own Bishop Dwayne Albul. The title of this week's sermon is Manifest. Make sure you listen to every word, and when you're done, share it with someone else because you never know what impact the word can make. Be blessed. 15 verse. Let's jump right into the power of it. Oh God. First Peter, first chapter. Yeah, yeah, 15 verse. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Mm. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed, come on, hear me, we'll hear the scripture right here. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by traditions from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Mm. I got to stop right there. I can keep reading because the word is so powerful. But come on, let's zone in. I'm going to zone in on one word this morning in the 20th verse. And it says, who verily was foreordained Mm -hmm. before the foundation of the world. So Christ had already been, amen, brought to pass. What I love about God, I'm going to get this. I want to talk, but I can't. Amen. Read the one. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Somebody say, for me, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So underline manifest. Underline manifest. Underline manifest. Underline the word manifest. Say it with me, manifest, man. Manifest. I want to say it one more time, manifest. Uh Uh-huh. So the Holy Spirit began to deal with me as I preach all over the world, amen, and began to share with me because this word is for you this morning, amen. There's something you need to learn about God. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like preaching. Help me, Lord, teach a little bit here. (laughs) For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. First point we must understand is that my salvation is not built on the aesthetic or something from this earth realm. I was not saved, amen, spiritually by something that is tangible. I was not saved by something that was aesthetic. I was not saved by silver and gold. I wasn't saved by a gold cross or a silver cross. I wasn't saved by even the oil that we call the anointing oil. I wasn't saved by something that was produced by this 
dimension. And so it's important that you understand that because, amen, and I was not, especially I wasn't saved by my own works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you need to understand the the components and the chemistry of salvation. You need you need to understand that, amen, it's not by works that I'm saved, amen, it's by the grace of God. It's by something that was pre or prior to. Amen. Even my forming or manifesting um, person here, I, before I even became, before I was even in my mother's womb, the Bible says I was ordained, I was prepared, I already had destiny. Before I even came into this realm, before I came into this dimension, I existed. Amen. That's something to wrap your head around because before I became an Afro-American, before I became a gen, my gen being male before come on come on before there was a gender before there was a skin color come on before before there was a height and a weight to me before amen there was an intellect or an IQ I existed oh my god there's things that are beyond our understanding and comprehension but they still exist come on come on I want to share with you for a moment that there's some things working in the background there's some things existing matter can I really just drop a bomb this morning there is more that you don't know about than what you've been exposed to yeah, there's more that exists than the existence that you're now presently functioning in because this is not your or eyes first existence I don't know if you can understand that amen most of us predate who we are based on our birth certificate based on the day we were naturally born but yet we existed before our natural birth before our mothers and fathers consummated even that day that the seed amen consummated with the egg I existed before then because Jesus even existed amen he says here in the scripture before the foundation of the world in other words before Joseph and Mary even existed themselves. Jesus, the Son of God, existed, amen, somewhere in a dimension that we are not privy to. In other words, there are things that are not seen, amen, but yet there are things that now come to this realm. And what I want to share with you is that the thing that God has for you is not being made. The things that God has for you is not in the factory line right now being produced. Yeah, What God has for you, I feel like preaching, help me God. What God has for you is not something that a man that he's waiting for materials to come in. We think that God is like what we have to go through. Amen. Right now, some of y'all can't get the stuff that you order on Amazon because it has not, because the factory shut down during COVID. And so stuff is out of stock. And now you're having to wait for stuff to be produced in a whole nother country so it can be shipped over here so it can be put into your queue into your cart glory to God so it can be delivered to your house right now all you're getting is signals or messages saying right now the best time is going to be to December 25th your package will be delivered even though you put your money on it now you're not going to actually see it Lord have mercy. Calm down. You've already purchased it, but it's not going to be actually revealed until it's been produced. Tap 
your neighbor and say, that's this world. Somebody say, that's this world. But the things that God has promised us, Lord, I'm getting happy right here. It's not based on if China is, is working in their meals. It's not based on if there's enough wood cut in the forest. It's not based on if the oil is pumped out of the ground. Somebody say, what God has for me has already been produced. I'm just waiting for it to be manifested. I'm not asking God for God's not revealed something to me that has not already been performed. God has not always shared something with me that has not already been done. It's just in a different realm. Somebody say, I'm waiting not for what man has for me. I'm waiting for that was already been promised by the hand of God. And so Jesus, uh, he is. Some of y'all know him by the stories. And they were prophesied in Israel that there will be a Messiah that will come. Can I preach this? All right. There was a Messiah that was coming. Israel was prophesied. The prophets. So you understand that prophets are not people that can tell your current address. Prophets are not people who can tell you your birthday. Because that's all aesthetic. That's the word of knowledge anyhow. But true prophets are men and women that have the opportunity to move between dimensions. They're able to now see and hear in areas and dimensions, not just in the earth realm, but in the realm of God. They're able to go not back. They can't go forward. They can't go left or right. It's not even future. It's just a different dimension. It's called now. There is a dimension called now where everything that is, is and everything that will be, will be. Oh my God. And so prophets, real prophets, have a passport to a place called now. And they're able to go into that place and bring the information from that place back to this place. Because this place is a place called now too. But it's not now now. It's just now future. But when now comes to now, it speaks into the realm and said there will come a Messiah that will lead the people out of sin. Now they waited for hundreds of years for the word that came from that place to manifest to this place. It waited so long that when they finally showed up they didn't believe it. I come to encourage somebody. Somebody's been waiting on what God said now. You've been waiting so long you forgot what he said but what God has already promised will come to pass but the Bible clearly says they that wait upon the Lord they shall renew their strength somebody renew your strength today it's not how long it's the position of your soul while you're waiting it's the position of your faith while you're waiting it doesn't matter oh Abraham if you gotta wait 25 years to hear about Isaac I heard it I believed it he stood on it and for 25 years he waited for the word that came from now to come into the now the word that came from now to become now in his experience so the Holy Spirit told me to tell you he told me to tell you get ready for manifestation get ready for manifestation somebody say some of y'all have this kind of faith 
well, I'm not going to ask God for too much. I just want this little this and this little that. Like God got to produce it. When God worked six days on the earth, he said he was finished. So everything that is and will be has already been manifested or manufactured for you. Now, it exists in the now. So I want us to shift our prayer life. Lord, if it be your will. No, it's his will. Now, it's not based on God now. It's based on, help me catch my breath. It's based on your perception of what you heard. Mm -hmm. Because doubt hinders the things that need to transfer from now to now. I'm talking about messing with y'all with these words, but that's the way I hear it. See, now, when he made it, when it gets here, it's now. Oh, shot. Yeah, yeah. My phone fell. Let me kick it on over there so I can pick it up. And now, he, he, he's trying to let you understand through the scriptures. I don't need it. It just looks nice up here. All right. He's trying to, to manifest, teach us. He's trying to teach us how it works. He says to us that 20th verse, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. In other words, Jesus was already in existence before the foundation of the world. That lets us know that he wasn't formed, even though we teach that he was formed from the dust of the earth. See, that... Can we teach a little bit more here? See, Jesus, the second Adam, was formed from the dust of the earth. Mm -hmm. But Christ, amen, the anointing was, amen, already in power before the earth was ever established. So what am I saying? Whenever God tells us, his people, that he has something for us, he does not take the chance of forming it or preparing it in finite realm. He performs what he wants to do in our lives. The people that he wants, you know, have you understood that some people that are in your life, amen, weren't formed by Betty and John. They were formed by the destiny of your purpose. And he allowed the spirits and the souls of people to interact and be joined at certain times to cross paths in the nouns that we experience right now. Some of y'all say you're an old soul. It seems like you're from another time. And some of y'all, and sometimes people say you're before your time. And some say, some say you're from another time. Amen. They're trying to assess, amen, you based on the average, amen, existence of this noun. But I just believe that, amen, sometimes God gives different understandings and revelations the people, amen, and brings them into a now to under, let the people understand that what is existing, the powers that are be, are not actually dominant powers, amen, but they're submissive powers to that which comes with understanding. In other words, what are you saying preacher, amen, we even though we have Jesus in our lives and have the Holy Ghost, many of us are performing way under the power that we really have because we don't have the understanding where our power comes from. Mm-hmm. 
We think that our power comes from us coming together as black people and uniting, amen, having one voice. When really, if we understood that the voice of the Lord has called this vessel to speak some things from the now into the now, oh my God, we think that it takes certain pedigrees and certain educational pursuits to bring us to certain places. But don't you understand that you have already been fearfully and wonderfully made? Somebody shout now. There's a manifestation coming. I got a couple more minutes here. There's a manifestation coming. There's an understanding. It's not how much you do. Gentlemen, it's not how much you do. It's how much you understand about what you can do. Huh? Oh my God, many people are running around busy trying to make their now, now, when it's not about how busy you are. It's about understanding who you are. It's the understanding of who you are. People go to college and go to, to to, to upper secondary I mean, they go to college and get their four year degree they get their masters and they get their PhD and then one day they have an aha moment they have a moment that the now of the supernatural meets their current and they say I don't want to be a doctor I've always wanted to play music oh my god it's interesting amen that they'll leave the schizoscope whatever that word is they'll leave their little white jacket and pick up a banjo pick up an organ and begin to play because honestly they were formed and produced to be a minstrel they were they were performed with a prophetic gift but their parents in society pushed them into being a healer when they were yes they were a healer but not in that form y'all ain't hear me amen they were supposed to heal through their sound not through their intellect and no and they, they wasted all that time in this dimension of now because they didn't have understanding of how they were created in the now before Oh my God. Many of us as believers must understand in this season, the manifestation of God is not coming just because when the pandemic is over. It's not coming when you get the six figures. It's not coming when you become a millionaire. It's not coming when you finally get married. It's not coming when you finally get the car you want to drive. No, 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 no. The manifestation of who you are is when you finally accept that which God has already ordained you to be can I get a witness how many times has God made who you are very plain but the human side of us said I don't want to do that yeah 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 the supernatural side amen said to us who we were and then we allowed the human side of us say you don't want to do that it's going to cost you too much let me correct you right now if you do what you were called to do it don't cost you anything because the price has already been paid it's when you are rebellious to what you're called to be that you spend the rest of your life paying a price paying a bill that you can never pay off. If you would just walk in who you really are, you would find peace. The peace that you think you find in that weed, you would find in your now. The peace that you think you find with sleeping with those illicit women, you would find in your now. You think Sigram 7 in a splash of gin and tonic is going to give you peace. But if you would find who the now truly is in you, you would have peace that is all understanding. Why was it that Jesus, even at a boy, was able to go into the synagogue and astound the scholars and the scribes and the Pharisees that have been studying the Torah 
for their whole lives. He walks right in at 12 years old and astounds them. Three days goes by and his parents think there was, he's in the caravan because every year they would come to give their tithes and offerings to Jerusalem and the villages would travel together. So you can imagine hundreds of people traveling along the road, the kids running around having fun with each other. And it took them, it didn't, they didn't even realize their son was still back in town after it took a couple days for them to realize he wasn't even with them. They doubled back and found him in church. Lord have mercy. Amen. Amen. Having conversations with grown men. <laughs> uh, men that were astounded and accredited. Men that everyone else said was authorized to talk about God. <laughs> this little 12 year old boy is astounding. Amen. Because here's the thing. It is not your age that gives you your power. It is your understanding of your now. He understood his now at 12. Oh yeah. And he understood amen where he got his information from. Some of us are running around trying to glean from people that we suppose they're supposed to be learning from us just because they're older than us and have been around longer we give them privilege because they have a longer standing in this dimension not realizing authority and power doesn't come from tenure it comes from knowledge of who you are is that too much for one day? Amen. And so, it's not that you're arrogant. It wasn't that Jesus was arrogant at 12. He just understood his now. He just understood who he was. He manifested what he knew. Some of us know who we are, but we let people say you're too young. It's not for you right now. But understand this. Why would God give you the revelation of a thing and now make you wait for the next 20 years to bring it to pass so that you can fit in with everybody else slow motion? Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, never again will I adhere to the slow motion of other people's expectations. Say it with me. Never again will I allow myself to be corrupted by the slow motion of other people's expectations about my life. Somebody shout now is in my spirit and it's up to me to allow the now that's in me to manifest in this present now. I can know something and then hold on to what I know. Amen. If you mess with it and if you don't express it when God reveals it to you, God will send somebody else with the now revelation. I hear it all the time. Somebody else will come on the scene and say something and you'll say, well, I knew that. But that's not encouraging. That you knew something that it took God to send somebody else to bring it into the now because you were too afraid of how the people will respond to your now. Well, what if they don't receive me? What if they don't accept me? What if I'm too young? I'm too young for them to hear me. Let me tell you something. When you have the now, it will command, it will demand an audience. When you walk in your now, it will demand an audience. When you walk in your flesh, people will run from you. But when you walk in your now, when Jesus was walking in his now, People left their towns and sat in the desert to hear what he had to say for three and four days because he was functioning not by the intellect of his, of his education, but he was functioning at the revelation of his now. Well, that's too much today. And so we are in this season 
And so why am I saying all this? Because many of us are literally holding our noun back because we're waiting for the virus to end. God said this virus has nothing to do with the noun that wants to manifest in your life right now. God says your noun supersedes the virus. Matter of fact, your noun was actually present before the virus even showed up. And so it's up to you now to let the now in you to come forth and manifest in this season. Don't wait. Somebody shout to your neighbor and say, don't wait, don't wait. Manifest right now. Now see, I got to share this with somebody about manifestation. See, Joe, sometimes people want to hold their manifestation of their now revelation because they think that's all they're ever going to get, Megan. And so they'll say, well, let me hold this because... You know, this is real good. You know, you got to stop being so impressed by the now that's in your life and understand that that's just the beginning of what he wants to reveal to you. Honestly, it's just the ABC, the now that you're now dealing with, that you're so that you're so, uh, so over yourself with. Get over yourself. Amen. This is just the ABCs of the now. He wants to see if you got the will and the courage to release it because the now that's in you is not going to be complemented by the current. The current is not going to accept your now. That's why they rejected Christ when he came on the scene. Who were you? We don't what school you come from. Amen. Who who brought you up? How how dare you say these things? Who by they they, they broke it down and said, by what authority do you do this? Everybody wants to know where you got your revelation from. Because they want to compare where they are to where you are. See, here's the here's the beautiful thing. When you walk in your now, in your manifestation, there is no comparison. There is nothing on earth that's like you. Just like there's no sunshine that will ever shine the same way twice. When God releases you into the earth, it's just you. Glory to God. That's why we don't have to compete against nobody else because your now has nothing to do with my now. Amen. And see, when now people learn how to walk together, we can accomplish so much more because we're not competing, we're completing. Lord have mercy. Amen. Glory to God. But when you are walking with somebody that doesn't know their now, but they only exist in their present, it's going, you're going to have a hard time existing with that person because they're not going to be able to relate. They're going to go party while you want to go create something. They're, they're going to want to go, amen, run around while you want, amen, to go down. Why you want to humble yourself? Come on, somebody. Amen. You, why, why, why you? Amen. The, their dreams is about the Rolls Royce and 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 and, and the bling. Amen. You're talking about changing the world because your now is not associated with aesthetics. Your now is always about in, being in revelation and glory to God, making man better. When you talk to a true musician or a true psalmist. They're not thinking about how many records they're going to sing. That sound, that voice, that those lyrics comes many times out of a broken spirit. That sound comes, and it's interesting. It's interesting. I want you to get this revelation and understand me. Sometimes what we call brokenness becomes the gateway. Oh, how can I say this? It, it, it took, listen to the word of God. It took the veil to be ripped for the presence of God to fill the earth. What am I saying? If you recognize your Bible, you'll see that the glory of God was in the third dimension or the third compartment of the tabernacle. It was, it was confined only to the high priest once a year 
only he could only go in once a year he could only go in and exist in that realm because the veil the flesh hindered that dimension from flooding this one lord have mercy and if and if the priest did not enter into that dimension with a clear heart with a proper understanding of who he was he would die in the dimension of now or the dimension of the glory of God they would wrap a rope around his waist and put bells on him and they would pull see if he was alive and he didn't respond back they would drag him out because they weren't allowed to go into that dimension or realm now that Jesus comes on the earth and dies on the cross the Bible says the very veil that hindered the spirit of God or the dimension of God of now to come into planet earth amen the Bible says at the time of his crucifixion the Bible says simultaneously the veil was ripped from top to bottom and now for the first time the Holy Spirit of God rushed in the dimension of God the triune part of God Father, Son and the Holy Spirit now existed in the earth realm now we have two dimensions existing in one earth Lord have mercy we understand this because just getting a little biblical here. We understand this because when Jesus came back from the dead, he was existing for 40 days, amen, dealing with his disciples. And they were excited because they felt like they had their Savior back. But he didn't understand that there was a dimensional shift. He didn't understand that there was, a, there was an authoritative shift that happened in the realm of the Spirit. Jesus now had finished his assignment. His now was done. And now he says, I must leave and go back to my now because I must now release the authority to the triune Holy Spirit. They didn't understand it. He left up, and then he said, wait in the upper room. And the new God, the God of the supernatural, the God of the glories of glories, the God that exists in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit will come. Wait in the upper room. And they waited for 10 days without, without, I don't know if they had food or water, but they waited. They didn't leave the room. And on the 10th day, the glory there, the, the two dimensions opened to one another. And the Bible says they received, like, like a dove, the, the glory, the fire of God, amen, came down into the dimension, now met now. And they were filled with the dimension of the Holy Spirit. Interesting how the vessel of this flesh, this final flesh, was able to hold the revelation of now. It's a miracle by God. They began to, Peter rises up, the same Peter that was cussing and cutting off people's ears with one revelation of now that was in his spirit. After that experience, now rose up and preached so powerfully that 3,000 people got saved. It's interesting. Amen. When you discover your now, how different your character shifts. That's why when people say how powerful and how anointed they are, but their character is still the same, I'm challenged by it because I understand that when you truly have a now experience in that dimension, it shifts your character. 
You can't just, and that's why the Bible says here, he says, be holy for I am holy. He understands once you get the understanding of who you truly are, it's not, a, you know, people say it's hard to live saved. It's hard to do the right thing. It's challenging because that's a person who has not experienced their now. It's a person who has not experienced the dimension of the Holy Spirit. You may have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. Somebody shout now. I got to go. I got to go. I got to leave y'all. But I want to tell you that there's a great manifestation coming. It's not coming through the attributes and the actions of flesh. It's coming through a simple revelation of now. Psalmist, your next hit is not going to come by you listening to somebody else's hit. Your next hit is going to become, it's going to come because you separated yourself consecrated yourself and allowed the veil to be torn in your own self. Revelation flows through torn veils. I hope you get the revelation. Revelation insight flows through torn veils. Lyrics, sounds, chords flows through torn veils. Unless the veil is torn, unless the flesh is torn, Amen. That, that, that flow is not going to come. You're just going to keep reproducing many times an old flow. At a time that you allowed your veil to be ripped and torn. Amen. Many of us are reheating old revelations because we're not paying the price to allow our veils to be torn. You can't have a perfectly sewed veil and have revelation too. The veil must be torn for the glory of God to come in. In this season, we must fast, we must pray, we must consecrate, we must live holy. Because that which we are wanting God to tell us is not going to come to our finite, carnal minds. It's only going to come through the tearing. I must preach a message one day about the tearing. Because without the tearing, there is not going to be any revelation. Everybody wants to stay whole. But it's through the brokenness. <laughs> Uh, that that the oil is poured. Mm. People got containers that are still good and solid, but it's through the broken vases, the vessels, that oil was poured. Oh, Jesus was preparing. He was preparing for his fulfillment of his now. And the woman comes in, the prostitute. Huh? The prostitute comes in uh, with the alabaster box and she breaks it and pours the oil all over him and listen to his disciples who didn't have the now revelation of what was going on she wasted all of that oil it could have been sold for money and many of us are doing ministry for money right now not for the flow of oil many of us are content in our position in our churches right now because we say every pastor I've talked to hey doc I'm good my finances are good matter of fact the people are giving more than ever before we got plenty of money we got SBA money we got USDA money we got all kinds of grants we got all kinds of money but there's been no breaking there's been no flow there's been no alabaster box. There's been, there's been no crowning of Christ. There's been no preparal of the burial for Jesus. We got money. And the disciples saw the oil as a good opportunity for money, but they could not see the revelation of the fulfillment of his now. Let's not be so consumed about the money that's coming in, that's taking 
the place of the oil that should be flowing. There's never a time on earth that the oil of God should be flowing. In this midst of this pandemic, people don't need the money because the money doesn't heal their souls. It doesn't save them. It is the oil that is poured from the broken vessels of ministers and men and women and, and psalmists that will bring those men and women to a place with God. I'm grateful that we have the money to pay our mortgages, pay our staff. I'm grateful that you have the money to pay your utilities. But, what at, what, but at, I got a question for you, man of God, woman of God. At what price has the money replaced the breaking that is necessary? for the oil to flow. Father, we thank you and we honor you. Help us, Lord, not to be deceived by this money in this season. Help us understand that the true anointing and call on our lives was never about money. It was always about souls. It was always about lives and families. It was always about bringing your name glory, not about paying the bills. Help us to rethink this season rethink what we're doing why we're doing it we got grant writers but our inter intercessors are on leave hmm. uh, we got accountants making our financial statements but our worship teams uh, are not being funded come on help us Lord help us as a people as a ministry people to break again, to humble ourselves again, to sacrifice again, to submit our bodies again so that the veil can be broken and that the oil can flow.